<laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Book and Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Steve Barber. And joining me as my co-host is the man who actually knows what Willis was talking about. And that's my good friend, Waylon Davis. Hey, how you doing, guys? <laughs> and tonight, we are actually going to be giving some live updates because we're actually going to be discussing the draft that the wwe has not just tonight's draft but kind of the draft in general our opinions on it and some of the things that we've noticed in the past and for this dwayland is definitely more of an expert than i am because i have not caught every draft because well reasons like living overseas and not able to catch a draft every time you know so um but before we get going because this one is going to be a very interesting one this will be a new one for us there dwayland yeah yeah um, before we start, I want to go ahead and give our contact listen info. If you would like to email us, it's, it's armchairbookingpodcast at gmail.com. If you, you want to find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash armchairbookingpodcast, just give the page a like. And if you want to send one of us friend requests, just tell us who you are. Go ahead. You know, we always like making new friends on there. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at armchairbookingpodcast. You can find us on Twitter at bookingarmchair. We have the YouTube channel, which is constantly in maintenance. And on all the audio clips, you can find us on just about any kind of podcast platform you can think of, and to include Apple Podcasts, where you can go in there, give us a five-star review, give us, and give us some feedback, let us know how we're doing, but we're also on Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, uh, oh, what's some of the other ones, um, Podbay is another one. Yeah, I was going to say Podbay, that's a one we just, one you just discovered not yep. too long ago. Yep, that one's that one. I think is kind of loosely affiliated with Apple Podcasts uh, oh, because okay. yeah, that's where the ratings that we found out that's where that one comes came from was that when we oh, were actually okay. rated and we were actually rated in the top two hundred for a little bit, and then we dropped out. And I'm trying to figure out how do we get back in, but yeah. but of course you can find us on iHeartRadio. You can find us on, on Google Podcasts. So I haven't mentioned that already, and we are also on TikTok at Armchair Booking. Have I forgotten anything, Dwayland? No, I think you covered everything. All right, cool. And we are actually starting this as the show is already 55 minutes into uh, the, the swag that is already 55 minutes into the show, I should say. And we've already had some draft picks made. And I apologize for us being kind of delayed. Once again, I got hit by some work and this one was totally my fault. And and I would definitely take the hit for that. But I got got some things fixed. So it's all cool. But so far, Joellen, what do you think about tonight's draft? Um, it's been interesting. There are some moves that I expected and thought that they needed to do. There's some that I'm not sure why they did it, but we'll get into that in a minute. All right, so far, who all has been drafted? Uh, let's see. Of course, the two world champions have stayed on their respective brands. Um, Big E staying on Raw with the WWE title. Roman staying on staying on SmackDown with the uh, Universal title. I think both of those are smart. Mm-hmm. Roman's doing, you know, Roman is the face of SmackDown. I he think really they is. need him in place. Big E's just really starting his reign as champion as the the focal point of Raw. So I think they it was a good plan to keep both of them in place. Um. Let's see what else I'm I'm looking on the um, official um, WWE Twitter page for the updates. Uh, Randy Orton and Matt Riddle are staying on Raw. Of course, you know, they're the Raw Tag Team Champions. Um, and I 
haven't seen, but I would assume the Usos would stay on SmackDown, being Probably. the tag team champions and part of the bloodline. Uh, let's see. Here is one that made no sense to me. The New Day, um, Kofi and Xavier have been drafted to SmackDown. You know, as soon as they put the New Day back together and have Biggie win the title, then they move two thirds of them to SmackDown. They, they did. just left. They just left SmackDown last year. Right, and they did the exact opposite of what they I did. I don't understand the logic with this because they had they could have had the New Day. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Exactly. They just, yeah, they just flip-flopped. Last year, they kept Big E on SmackDown and moved Xavier and Woods to Raw, and now they're doing the opposite. Because I remember last year. I just after, don't. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't make sense. Because last year, when they, they drafted Kofi and Xavier, and excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, I have kind of a late dinner, and so I apologize for that as well. Um, when they drafted them, they kept saying, Biggie, Biggie, next Biggie, and they, and they all said, "Sorry, he's going to SmackDown after they were yeah. drafted to Raw." Yeah. And and granted, he did good on SmackDown. I mean, he got the Intercontinental Title and got the Money in the Bank. Then he proceeded to cash it in on on the Raw Champion, right. which I actually enjoyed. But I thought, okay, they're going to keep one of their most successful teams back together again. And they did for all of two weeks, and now they're split up. Yeah, and this de- so the 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 amazing feud that we could have with the hurt business and the new day, they're going to have to hurry up and finish that off because the dra- the the draft the draft results don't take effect until October twenty second, which is the day after Crown Jewel. It's the okay. Crown Jewel's Thursday, so I guess everything's going to wrap up on Crown Jewel, and then. That Friday on SmackDown, everything, the draft results take effect. Oh, so wow. now they're just going to have to hurry up and finish that feud with the Hurt Business before two-thirds of the New Day gets sent to SmackDown. I know SmackDown needs more teams. They do. But does it? did you have to split up the New Day again to get that done? <laughs> I've, I've seen reports before of where Vince McMahon has wanted to split up the New Day and the New Day flat out refused. And I feel like this is his way of splitting them without all three of them going their separate ways. And I don't know if you listen to Jim Ross's podcast, but he's been really just letting it all out there as far as the WWE and some of their creative stuff. And he said part of the reason this is actually on the one that came out. Um, I, I think it came out yesterday, but I didn't get a chance to listen to it until today. But it's all about Chris Jericho. And mm-hmm. he's the one who recruited Chris Jericho to come to right. WWF. And he said a lot of them, they didn't like it. Well, there were some other people that were in his ear about they didn't want him to come. He said, well, it comes. He kind of figured out after a while the reason why some of them uh, didn't like it because they liked Chris Jericho, but it wasn't their idea. Yeah, they weren't able to take credit for it. I think this may be the same thing with the New Day. It was their the three of them. It was their idea. It wasn't. Yeah, yeah they got over in spite of what they were given. Because I mean, the original New Day concept was this preachy, overly preachy, obnoxious. Thing. Yeah, 
and they were they were supposed to be white meat baby faces and it wasn't going to get over and the guys knew it so they just tweaked it and ran with it and now they're like one of the biggest acts that they've ever had and i agree i feel like that the powers to be are upset because oh well they they got over and that wasn't our plan yeah it wasn't their plan so therefore you can't do it but if something is successful it doesn't matter whose idea it is if it's successful for one especially in an environment like this it should be it'll bring success to all exactly well that's like with christian christian got over and that was never that was never vince mcmahon's plan because vince mcmahon just did not like christian right and but christian through you know hard work and just his natural talent got over as captain charisma and mm -hmm. The fans were loving it, but Vince refused to push it. He goes to TNA, wins two world titles. He's like the hottest thing in TNA. Then here's Vince come calling. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. And I mean, and I've I've worked with Christian once he got him back in the company. And, and you know, I've worked with people and I've worked for people like that who they didn't want to hear an idea unless it was their idea. Right. I've, I've worked with some people like that too and it's it's frustrating it is and it's not to work in that type of environment and it also kind of makes it worse sometimes when you have the idea and it gets successful and then they claim credit for it yes and don't and don't even mention you while they're claiming credit they don't mention the fact that you're where they got the got the idea from oh yeah i had someone once try to claim credit for a spreadsheet I had built. And this was when I was still in the military and he tried to claim credit for it. And he was telling everybody that he built it. And I said, Oh, really? You built it, huh? I said, tell you what? And I said, I'll go delete it then. And you can rebuild it. <laughs> yeah. Somebody, they turned white as a ghost when I said that, cause they knew oh, I was yeah. serious. And with it, what does Vince, I, if it brings you money, Vince, go with it. Don't sit there and say, well, I've already got everybody else making me money. The new I, fans the love new them. are the biggest. I mean, if they're not at the top of the merchandise movers, they are at least in the, they're absolutely in the top three. I have a box of bootios. My son has the, the Funko pops. Plus he has some other little figures. Yeah. You know, and that's just in our house. I can't imagine well, like everybody else's yeah, house. Everybody else's got, yeah. And, I mean, and I, this stuff sells. I mean, a new a new day shirt comes out, and it's it's, it's selling old. the minute it comes out. And there are another faction who are constantly reinventing, not necessarily their personalities, but some of the things they do because they went from throwing, you know, the stale Cheerios. <laughs> that's yeah. really what they are. I mean, they're Cheerios. Yeah. yeah. And the throwing pancakes because like, well, the, the, the bootios are, you know, getting kind of yeah you know, worn out. So let's try something out. Now throwing pancakes. Yeah. And now granted, I don't want to eat a pancake that's been inside somebody's tights. No, no. And I think, yeah, y'all just keep that. Even their gear, they reinvent their gear all the time. And there's, there's so many elements of things that they like, like pop culture things that they like mm -hmm. incorporated into their gear. And like, every time they come out, I'm like, Oh, I know what that is. You yeah. know, it's like they've had Zelda stuff on their gear. They've had, they did um, 
an outsider's tribute. You know, they dressed like Scott Hall and uh, Kevin Nash. Oh, that was for SummerSlam, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Kevin Nash even commented on uh, Twitter and told them that he loved it. He's like, I always wanted to see what the outfits look like from that point of view. And okay. I finally got to see it. He said, y'all did a great job. And just, they know, it's one of those, to use that old cliche, they have their finger on the pulse of what's mm -hmm. going on in the world. And they know exactly when to change things up. And even going back, you know, you're talking about their pop culture references. And it was one of the their early pay-per-views. And I think they were still still being pushed as heels. And they came out, of course, before the match, and they doing the preachy stuff. Yeah. And I, I think it was Xavier speaking, and Kofi and Big E, after Xavier, or after Xavier stopped, they went, message. Yeah. And I about yeah. fell on the floor laughing. <laughs> and I texted you, oh, my God, did you say that? They just said that. <laughs> and I'm going, I bet a lot of the kids won't get that reference. Right. But it's yeah. just little things like that to where – you can tell, see how creative they are. And I just don't understand. I would keep them together, whichever show they're on, until they decided that they wanted to go their separate ways. Yes, which won't be for a while. Probably one of them will probably have to retire. Yeah, I think Yeah, I think retirement is going to be the only way you're going to yeah. split that group up. You know, or, or medically retire because, uh, and oddly enough, I can, I can see it happening to Kofi, but just because of his style, because... High yeah. flyers, I mean, they, they tend to be a little bit more injury prone just because of the, the impact of the moves on their body. Yeah. And Kofi, I mean, even at his, well, he's got to be around 40, I would guess. Probably so. If not, he's really close. Yeah, and, he, and he's been doing the high flying stuff ever since I remember seeing him for the first time. Yeah. And... You know, seeing him in all the Royal Rumbles, I mean, and that was kind of his thing for a little bit, even before New Day. Yeah. And it's like, and okay, Kofi. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, when, plus with Xavier Woods, and this one of the things um, I've always meant to say is kind of about the New Day, because you have Kofi who flies. I mean, he is definitely above the, I guess, above the rope kind of wrestler. Yeah. yeah. You know, then you have Big E, who's more about the strength. I mean, he does all the right. power stuff. Xavier is kind of right there in the middle. He's, uh, to me, Xavier is like, uh, like the Buddy Roberts. Yes. He has that kind of role. You know, he's mm -hmm. the, he's, he's more of the technician of the three. Right. He's and, the one that's, uh, you know, work a body part or he's going to work he's going to wear the opponent down to let Kofi do his high flying stuff or have Big E come in at crunch time with the power game yeah, but, yeah it's, they kind of have that free bird type you know they do type dynamic going and except for you know Xavier actually wins matches yeah <laughs> Buddy Roberts really didn't win anything uh, but he was there to more or less lose and and get beat up and yeah, but them splitting them up. I mean, well, the sad thing is, you know, what they'll still sell merchandise. And yeah, 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 yeah. He was there to draw the heat, and you know, 
make the good guys look a whole lot better. Mm-hmm. And they are speaking of the new day. They are actually on the TV right now with somebody, and I'm gonna. I don't have my glasses. Oh, you know what? Um, it looks like they are with the Street Profits. Okay. Okay. That's another good. Oh my! I tell you what, they need to put the tag belts on them and keep them on them for a while. Yeah, they really do. I'm trying yeah. to see who else got drafted. Oh yeah, well, here's one. It makes sense, but it, in a way, in a way, it doesn't. Uh, Charlotte has been drafted to SmackDown. The reigning Raw Women's Champion is getting is gotten drafted to SmackDown. So they've got until basically Crown Jewel to get that belt off her. Uh, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I, I um, oh, <clears throat> the reason I say it, in a way it does, in a way it doesn't, is because Charlotte needs some different opponents. She She's kind of running through the women's division, except except Shayna Baszler, and I feel like they didn't put her in the ring with Shayna because they knew she'd get beat up. Yeah, like for real. Ring with Shayna Baszler, it's just she just can't. But they move her to SmackDown, kind of freshens up their women's division, gives them gives some new matches. Even though people are really tired of Charlotte, I mean, they, yeah, people are burnt out on Charlotte because she's just been, you know, shoved in our face forever. People people used to say Roman was shoved in our face. Charlotte has been shoved in our face since the days since NXT. She has been shoved in everybody's face. And it's no, there's nothing against her, but that's the problem when you do that to a wrestler. That person catches the flack for doing what they're told to do. Right. You for know, being, for towing the company line, basically, well, or following the company. Right. To be a good employee. Coming, yeah. Their boss is like, you're going to win the world title. I mean, who's going to say no? But at the same time, it's like, you know there's other people on your roster besides Charlotte Flair. You've got other people. And here's the – just it hit me. Comparing Charlotte and Roman, they're both second-generation wrestlers also. And yep. their, their dads are both friends yep. with Vince. Well, yep. and I Vince think Vince is a second-generation wrestler. Yeah, he does. I mean, because it, it is kind of a it, – it's a natural story. Yeah, but, if they actually use, if they actually use their lineage, true. it's great. <laughs> but we saw Curtis Axel; they refused to use his lineage, except by the time they did, it was too late. He was his his WWE career was already dead in the water by the time they actually acknowledged who his father and who his grandfather was. Right. They're doing the same with Braun Breaker and and NXT. Everybody knows that's Rick Steiner's kid. And Scott Steiner's nephew. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's Scott Steiner's voice coming out of Rick Steiner's face. Everybody knows who. The, <laughs> you know, everybody knows who that you know, whose people that kid is. And it's like, if you're going to do that on the main roster, you should also do it in your developmental. Because stop insulting our intelligence and act like we don't know who these people are. Whether we know them from first sight or we do our research, which we do both, we yeah, we're gonna know who these people are. 
And so just, just acknowledge it. I mean, that's going to do nothing but help improve like Ron Breaker, for example, that's going to do nothing but help him in the long run. When yep. people will come out and say, that's Rick Steiner's son, that's Scott Steiner's nephew. I mean, he's wearing the same, he's wearing the same outfit. He's doing a lot of the same moves that, that are synonymous with the Steiners. Right. It's like, just say it. Yeah. And, they, and you know, he's walking out wearing like an, I, an I heart the varsity club shirt. Yes. <laughs> you, know, you know, I love Frankensteiners. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, Everybody knows it, Vince. You need to pay attention. And I'm going through here also, and I'm seeing that, well, Bianca has been drafted to Raw. I don't understand that one either. Her husband was on SmackDown. They generally like to keep oh. – they generally like to keep – they used to anyway. I know they like to keep couples together because it's easier – it's easier on the wrestlers, like mm -hmm. because they're getting to see their spouse more. Travels easier, and all that. Plus, there was the future of your SmackDown Women's Division. Why yeah. would you move her to Raw? I'm looking through all the rest of them. Oh, okay. Hit Row have been drafted to SmackDown. I figured they were going to get called up. It was, uh, it was pretty. It was rumored today that they were because I know NXT, NXT talent's going to get called up to two, and um, I've I'd heard that their name was getting talked about a lot about getting called up. Um, I think that's good, as I think they've really done everything they're going they're they can do, or that they're going to do with them in NXT. So it gives another tag team for SmackDown. It gives another, you know, quality wrestler for, you know, either the mid card or the main event eventually because Isaiah Scott is a fantastic talent. I've watched him in Defy and Evolve, and he's he's been great everywhere I've seen him. So. And just and um, Go ahead. Go I was going to say, yeah, and Keith Bearcat Lee. Where did that come from? Um, it was a tribute to um, Bearcat. Oh, um, the wrestler Bearcat. Yeah, the, he was the he's the first recognized Black World Champion. Yeah, because we literally spoke about him <laughs> a yes, couple yes. months ago. Uh let me let me look it up real quick because I don't okay. want to get. And because I'm thinking the first I heard of, you know, them referring to him as Keith Bearcat Lee was actually the Raw the other night in Cincinnati. And I was thinking, wow, they're going to start calling him Bearcat in Cincinnati. Is it because of the Cincinnati Bearcats or what? You know, because they, if they were in Columbus, they call him, you know, Keith Buckeye Lee. Because of Chapel yeah. Hill, you know, Keith Tar Heels Lee. He goes to Durham. You know, it goes to Durham. They still call him Tar Heels Lee because you know what? Screw Duke. Anyway. Bearcat Wright. Bearcat Wright. There you go. That's first, right. Uh, he was the first, first ever black world champion in pro wrestling. Okay. So, yes, I like that. And I like Keith Lee. Yeah. And, Keith Lee's amazing. So, yeah. if anybody can make this work, it'll be Keith Lee. Yeah. As long as they use him correctly. 
if they t- right now the best thing that's going to be for him is a heel run and just have him mow through that. people for a while especially can you imagine the matches that him and Big E could have ooh I'd see the <laughs> ring breaking yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'd be another ring break both of them are insanely strong but is insanely agile for guys that their size yes. so I could those I mean those are pay-per-view quality matches right there just hopefully they hopefully you know they see what they have with him and push him instead of don't turn him into the typical lumbering big man right it's like it's like every guy that's his size or bigger you know they try to fit that one mold to where oh well he's this big unstoppable guy that should never leave his feet this is not 1987 keith lee can throw drop kicks and hurricane ranas and let the man do i don't understand changing what got them to the dance so to speak they do this all the time with people they will bring people in based on what they've done in other companies and then strip away everything that got them noticed in the first place now the weird thing is i can see okay i wouldn't want to see keith lee doing a hurricane rana on somebody like ray mysterio because there's such a size difference and he, yeah. he might end up hurting ray but you but right. seeing him do it against Big E. Yes. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to see who else. Edge has gotten drafted to Raw. Saw that. I don't my, know. My thoughts on that is I just I just don't care. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, because. Like, they're not going to put the belt on him because if they were going to do it, they'd have done it by now. Very true. There's uh, no point. I, Again, I'm going to go back to this, and I know I keep harping on it. You let all this talent go over the summer and then you bring Edge back and keep pushing him into main event spots that some of this other talent could have been in. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, they already had the talent. They already had the, the, the work put in to be in that spot. And you keep relying on these part-timers and Edge keeps getting hurt. Yeah. So, like, why do y'all keep bringing him back when you know the potential for him getting hurt? I figured when Roman beat him and Daniel Bryan down that Edge should have just went ahead and retired then, like because you, you go out on your back. That's yeah, that's exactly. the rule of wrestling. You go out on your back, and he came back and he wanted and I. I understand him wanting to go out on his terms because the first time he had to retire, yeah. well, he didn't want to, but the doctor said, look, you could end up getting yourself killed with a quickness in the ring because of your neck. Right. And so he, he was forced to let go. He was forced to go away from the, the business. The only thing he had wanted to do since he was what, six years old. Yeah. And he's actually on the video of WrestleMania uh, six up in Toronto. He's in the crowd. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You know, with his mullet, he had an epic mullet too. He really did. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so, you know, even now you look at it and you go, I don't know if he, that kid has a driver's license, but I bet it's suspended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that mullet was something else, but, and he got in along with his best friend. Yeah. And they both rose up to the top and Edge 
you know, even when they split them, you know, Edge still rose. And Christian yep. kind of, like you said, he floundered until he went to TNA and boom, he rose. Then he all of a sudden he came back, he's valuable. And then he was forced to quit. Yeah. And I mean, even watching that now, I mean, you know, your allergies are going to start acting up. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean it's. I it, get them bringing him back, you know, as a show of respect for what he's given to the business and letting him do things on his terms. But that should have been a short term run. And like you said, he should have went out. He should have went out on his back. Yeah. You know, because that's the that's supposed to be the tradition. Especially at SummerSlam, I knew they would let him win, but Seth should have won. Yeah. Seth should have what when they had that rematch on SmackDown a few weeks back and and Seth hit him with the curb stomp and they made the big deal as like Edge couldn't Edge couldn't move and they carted him out and everything. That would have been the perfect way to do it at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Edge could have retired. He went out on his back. And Seth gets that heel notoriety of I'm the man who retired Edge. Yes. And, and it wasn't a doctor saying it was Edge going, you know what? I did the job. Seth yeah. Rollins, you're a better man. Yeah. No, you're, the, you're the new Edge. You did yeah. everything that I would have done to you. Now change your curb stomp because I hate that move. I actually like it. I'm uh, I'm not glad that they started calling it. I like I like it much better than when he was doing a you know Dollar General version of the V trigger, <laughs> and they just they come up with a name for it. So they call it either the Ripcord Knee, which is ridiculous, or Michael Cole was just be like the knee, the knee, and it's like you can't come up with anything. It's a big V trigger. You just don't want to say V trigger because Kenny Omega used it. You know, let's default to Vince McMahon. What am I over? Yeah. yeah, there you go. That's all yeah. I had to do. But just what am I the knee, and it's like, do you know how many variations of a knee strike that there are in wrestling? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. And so Edge, I mean, and we've just said this before. Edge, Edge should probably just retire. I uh, see uh, Baron Corbin or Happy Corbin or whatever Corbin. Yeah, well, you know, he's been drafted to SmackDown, which he was already there, but he brought Madcap Moss with him. Yeah, I that's got to be a Vince McMahon creation. I cannot think that looks exactly like something out of the mid '90s type of gimmick. That looks like that looks like a perfect Vince McMahon creation. He looks well. Too <laughs> he looks like Terry Taylor. <laughs> Yeah, he looks. I mean, serious. I mean, you know, put the red mohawk on him and. Yeah. Right now, with the with the slick back hair and the suspenders and dress clothes, is like he's got that. When Taylor, when Terry Taylor was the tailor made man in the uh, see North Foundation, he's yeah, got that, that kind of look going. I'm gonna look him up if if it comes back and they say he is actually related to Terry Taylor, I'm, <laughs> that means I've won a bet I didn't even make. <laughs> Cap Moss. Um, Drew McIntyre has been drafted to the SmackDown. That's actually I'm okay with that one. I, me too. I'm I'm okay with that. He's done everything there is for him to do on Raw. It was time for him to have fresh scenery. I honestly, I knew they were kind of wanting to go with him versus Big E, but I wasn't looking forward to that. I think him and him and Roman. 
I think him and Roman can have a good feud. I think so. Um, I, you know, I can't see him and Big E having like good matches, and not that they're not. No. I mean, they're both tremendous wrestlers, but uh, I just I don't feel like they'd have good chemistry. Exactly, their styles are a little too different. Yeah, and but I can see him and Roman definitely. Oh yeah. Let's um, see. Mac at uh, Moss, no, he's not related to Terry Taylor. Oh, okay. Uh, but he used to play for the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Oh, really? Yes, he did. So having the new varsity club, <laughs> him and well, you know what? The new Minnesota varsity club wrecking crew people. Yeah. <laughs> him and him and Brock. But Brock won't do that because he's not going to well, you know what? Him and um is it Shelton Benjamin? Yes. There you go. Yep. Because they were uh, they were actually OVW tag team champions um, as the Wrecking Crew. Ah, see, I didn't even I didn't even realize that. I, t- yep. I totally messed up on that one. So let's so, see. Um, oh yeah, got to get back to Twitter. Uh, so McIntyre's on SmackDown. Yeah, oh, Bianca. Like you said, Hit Rose on SmackDown. Um. The women's tag team champions, uh, Nikki Ash and Rhea Ripley, have been drafted to Raw. Of course, that, that they I guess I guess they're leaving. They're going to leave them on Raw because eventually they're going to use the lose the titles, so they still had to be drafted somewhere. But of course, you know they're going to float between both shows. So, at the for the time being, it's not really affecting them any. Uh, let's see, Twitter. They keep showing footage of kevin owens which is fine i like kevin owens yeah uh, i keep refreshing their page let me go to wrestle zone and see sometimes wrestle zone will have their have results up quicker than wwe's page so i wonder if charlotte is being drafted to smackdown i wonder if becky's gonna be drafted to raw could be if she is that's another couple that gets broken up oh because her and seth are on smackdown and they're married are they finally get married yep okay um looking through twitter and they just they just had my wife's favorite wrestler carmella Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She just gave me a dirty look. Uh, yeah, they're they're they haven't shown anymore. Now yeah. they need to make sure that Bianca and uh, and well, the Street Profits they all go to Raw because you don't want to split the Street Profits up either. No. There, I mean, they, I they, like I said, they need to put some belts on them and keep them there yeah. for a while. I don't think, um, I've never thought in all the time I've watched the draft and they've done it, they've split up tag teams in the draft. Like the first ever brand split, they split the Dudleys up, which never made any sense to me because at the time they weren't going to push either guy as a singles guy. They gave Devon a reverend gimmick and then Bubba was just the hardcore guy. And it's like, Man, Bubba was years away from the the main event run he had to TNA, so he right. wasn't that guy yet. He wasn't Bully Ray yet. 
And I've never, I've never thought that it was a good idea to split up tag teams in the draft. If you're going to, if you're going to draft them, just draft both the draft, the team to the other show, but don't split them up because you're always going to have a Shawn Michaels and a Marty Jannetty mm-hmm. of any tag team that gets split up. One guy's going to get pushed to the moon. The other guy is just going to fade away. Sometimes both guys fade away. Mm-hmm. I've seen that happen before too. And it's just, you know, as, as limited as their tag team division is, there's no need to split up a tag team for a draft pick. Uh, and well, Vince doesn't like, tag teams no which no. Uh, the, the scary thing is in in the mid to late 80s even running into the 90s the wwe or wwf at the time was known for some of their great tag teams yeah they probably even even more so than the nwa they probably had the most stacked tag team division in oh, wrestling absolutely. during the mid to late 80s and even even into the early 90s they, you know, they had one of the best tag team divisions. That's where a lot of his main event guys further down the road came from. And it's like, for him, I don't understand. He says he says he doesn't like tag teams because wrestling is an individual sport. But the problem is everybody can't be the man. Right. Everybody can't be at the top of the mountain. If everybody's number one, then nobody's number one. Yeah, exactly. And if you're going to split a team up, if you absolutely feel the need, well, split them up in the ring because now you have yes. a naturally made matchup. Exactly. I mean, why why don't you know why are we fighting? Because we were a team and something happened and now we just broke up and now there's a lot of animosity. Yeah. Like like Shawn Michaels and Mari Janetti. Why yep. did we, why are we fighting? Because Sean th- kicked me in the face and threw me through a plate glass window. Yeah. So now I want to tear his head off. That's, yeah. There's your story. Exactly. You know, some of the other teams who broke up and ended up having some great matches. Um, well, see, actually, you know what? Well, I was going to say Flair and Steamboat, but they weren't really known as. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, you know what? Shawn Michaels and Diesel, when they yes. broke up. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing about that one, you know, Shawn, when he and Marty broke up, Shawn was the one who got pushed. When he yeah. and Diesel broke up, Diesel was the one. Yep. And yep. Shawn didn't get pushed down. It was just yep. Diesel. He just got pushed. Yes. Yeah. He got that push. And yep. it was, what, a week later, he was a WWF world champion? Yeah. Beat. Uh, beat Bob Backlund in the yep. garden in eight seconds. Yep, and then Backlund, I'm pretty sure you've read this and heard Kevin Nash talk about it, what Backlund did for him that really, really made him. Um, right there in Madison Square Garden, of course, like you said, eight seconds, boom, done. Backlund crawled back to the dressing room. Yeah, yeah, to sell the powerbomb. To sell yeah. the powerbomb, and... Kevin Nash has even said that did more for him than what a lot of people realize because it made it look like, yes, this movie is legitimate. He just, you know, took a, a well, two time world champion and almost crippled him. Yeah. With just that one move. So it really, it sold the move and it, and it made him look like a monster, like he was unbeatable. Yep. But, and now we have, oh my God, Brock Lesnar's talking. I'm not going to turn the volume up. 
because if it's being recorded anyway, I can give my own commentary. Like, let me tell you all about my hair. No, I did not join the Harry Krishna cult. <laughs> I thought about it. Jeff Hardy, got, Jeff Hardy just got drafted to SmackDown. Okay. Hey, that's another one. I just he's floundering anyway. I, yeah, it, it didn't, didn't matter. matter way. Uh, let's see. Ray and Dominic have been drafted to Raw. Uh, Jeff Hardy's been drafted to SmackDown. Yep. Uh, Naomi's been drafted to SmackDown. Of course, she was already on SmackDown. But uh, Austin Theory, who was on NXT, he's been drafted to Raw. My thing with Austin Theory is he's good in the group. Like, the group was called The Way. It was uh, Johnny Gargano, uh, Candice LeRae, Austin Theory. Uh, Andy Hartwell. He was good in the group. I don't know how well he would do on his own, but, I mean, we'll see. I mean, he's a good wrestler, but I don't know. I feel like he's kind of getting thrown into the deep end before he's ready. Mm. But if Naomi is on, they need to go ahead and pull the trigger with Naomi and have her join the bloodline because yes. right now... They've got her feuding with Sonya Deville as, you know, they got Sonya, you know, doing everything she can not to have Naomi wrestle. It would be great if Roman just stepped in and brought her into the bloodline and, and then be like, you do realize I run the show, not you. So Naomi wrestles whenever she yep. wants to. Wrestle. Yep. And <laughs> How is it we're not booking anywhere, man? We, I mean, <laughs> of course, that is that. that think about it. That is the name of the podcast. <laughs> Armchair booking. Oh man! And if Vince, okay, right now the Street Profits. Well, Bianca's already been drafted to Raw. Hopefully, uh, the Street Profits. I mean, they follow her, but that's another one. You know, it's not like they don't acknowledge they're married, but they don't take advantage of it. You know, they could really put them together as a faction. They could put Naomi with uh, the Usos, I mean, because her husband is an Uso. Exactly. And, yeah. Um, Becky and Seth. Now, Becky, you know, I mean, I, I'll I'll stay corrected for both of us and say we didn't think she could pull off being a heel. She's doing pretty well at it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's got everybody just, just hating her with a passion right now. And I think more that might be because everybody loves Bianca so much. They were trying not, not to boo Becky, and then, yeah, she made them boo her. Right. But, but yeah, you know, keep Becky and Seth together. Uh, who are some of the other married couples? Uh, let's see, Becky and Seth, um, Bianca and Montez. Um Scarlett and Karrion Cross are engaged. Right. Uh, I don't know when they're going to bring her to Raw or if they're going to bring her to Raw with him. Um, Carmella is dating Corey Graves, but they're yep. on two separate brands. Now, if somebody's just dating, he won't necessarily keep them together. Well, but... he, it depends on who they are because That's true. when Andrade was there, he kept Andrade and Charlotte on the same show. Well, I think that's more because of the stroke Charlotte has. Yeah, yeah. 
but Ray and Dominic going to Raw, I mean, that's not a bad thing. It kind of freshens up their tag team scene. Yeah, and even though it's it's becoming kind of clear they're probably going to end up splitting up here soon, father against son. And, you know, I could I could see Ray retiring here in the somewhat near future and losing to going out on his back to Dominic. You know what? Yeah, I could see that, too, because um, Ray has said in interviews before that he would rather retire than to feud against his son. Right. So I could see him maybe, yeah, like put him over and then because, I mean, Ray has nothing else to prove. There is absolutely nothing. He has defied everything that anybody ever thought that he would be able to do. I mean, he is a multiple time world champion, which I know nobody, even myself included, never thought that they that he would ever get pushed to be a world champion in pro wrestling. I always thought that like intercontinental or U.S. champion would be oh, as yeah. high as they would let him get. But I think they also did it as kind of a tribute to Eddie. Yeah, yeah. And because they had him, he won the World Rumble. You know, he dedicated it to Eddie. And, you know, he came in, what, number two? Yeah. And yeah. went the distance. And I never said, oh, they went number one. Well, you come in number two, it's the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you're both started at the same time, and he still has the longest. Uh, he still has the record for the longest time in the Rumble because, for me, none of those gr- that greatest Royal Rumble stuff does not no, matter. That one, don't, that one doesn't count. It doesn't count in the canon of the actual. World Rumble. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know we have rules, people. Exactly. <laughs> you know you got to keep things canon. Yeah, you have rules you have to follow. I just and. No, the greatest Royal Rumble, which had 50, actually, what, 53 people in it? Yeah. Uh, they, yeah, because they said 50, but it ended up being 53 or whatever it was. That one should not count with the rest of them because it, uh, you won it. Okay, you won. Now what? Yeah, now what? Yeah, you get, it, yeah they got a belt and a trophy, and then you never saw the belt again. Right. And it was never followed up on that. It's like winning the Andre Memorial Battle Royal. Right. That it's, uh, it gets you. And I mean that one I've kind of noticed with the with the, the Andre Battle Royal, it it kind of almost identifies who they're about to push. Because Cesaro won it. Yeah. No, they, um Jay Uso won and they did uh they did end up pushing Jay for a while. You know, he yep. was in the main event for a while. Um Barry Corbin about that. You know, uh, Baron Corbin, he won it. Yep. You know, that was yep. actually the first time I really noticed him. I'm like, okay, who is this kind of scraggly looking guy? All right. I mean, because I, I mean, I remember I was kind of high on Baron Corbin um, when you weren't. And then later on, I know you kind of came around to him a little bit more because it's like, all right. I mean, he, he was kind of a slow burn, but I, I don't know what, what it was. I saw the t- now, then I ended up not liking him as much because. Uh, I still think he has one of the best finishers, though. I think he has like yes, the deep six signature move, and then the end of days finisher are some of the best stuff in wrestling. It's just yeah, a lot of times the stuff that's wrapped around those two moves is not very good. But nothing against right. Baron Corbin, but it's like what they give him to do is just silly. They could have left him as the lone wolf character and have him just 
mauling people. Well, had... a perfect gimmick on their hands, and yeah, they felt they had to change it. I mean, how do you go from you're the lone wolf to all of a sudden you're a corporate stooge? Life doesn't work yeah, like that. Exactly, you're a corporate stooge. <laughs> then you're a fake king. Now you're then you're broke, which went broke. Corbin. That was, was funny. That was that was that one was cool. I will give him all the credit in the world for that because he was amazing as broke Corbin. And I think they should have went with that a lot longer than they did. Yes. Now he's rich. Now he's rich and he's happy. Hope he's happy. Hogan. Happy Corbin. <laughs> and I just don't. I, it's another one of those. You're never going to hear your universal champion, Happy Corbin, or your WWE champion, Happy, Happy Corbin. Corbin. It, it's not, no, it's not, that's not, that doesn't say main event. No, it doesn't. It, it says you're in the mid card, you're having fun, but you're in the mid card. Yeah. And he has the potential, like you said, the deep six, that one, um, just the way he does that with this, it's basically, it's, it's a back suplex. But yeah. the way he, I mean, he does it on the move with momentum yeah. and spins them and boom. So it does add more to it. And a guy his size, I mean, he's a big guy. He is. A guy his size, as quick as he moves on that deep six, it's like, I just don't understand. It's like, he could be a world champion. Mm -hmm. He doesn't, I mean, he's actually better on the mic than I gave him credit for initially. He's He's come a long way with his mic work. So... Get rid of all the stupid stuff and just push it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it ain't that hard. It's like, and then they wonder why they wonder why the ratings are down. It's like because you look at AEW, and you look at AEW, and it's like they see, oh, well, we've got MJF who is like the best the best heel in the business. So what are he, we doing? He is so hateable. He really yeah. is. We're pushing him because. People want people love to hate hate him, and people will pay to see him get beat up. I would. Yeah, you know, I would. I, I, I mean, I'd, I'd jump and in there like and help him. him. Yeah, I like MJF, but I would pay to see him get beat up because he's doing his job. That yeah, is, and, the, and it's like AEW sees what they. I feel like AEW sees what they have, and they go with that. Right. And they they go about it organically, which is what yeah. you know you yes. can't force it. No. And Michael Hayes said it, you know, you said you, you cannot BS the fans. No, you can't because so, they're going to see right through it. And MJF now, and my wife, she wants to beat him up because of what he said about Skyline Chili. <laughs> and <laughs> every yeah. time I say anything on Twitter about Skyline Chili, I think about that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because they have the big debate around here. It's Skyline versus Gold Star mostly. There, I mean, there's some other chilies in Cincinnati, but it, it's mostly Skyline and Gold Star. Those oh, are, the, yeah, those are the two that have kind of branched out beyond Cincinnati. Because uh, you'll find them. Well, they're both in the town that we live in. You know, thirty miles outside of Cincinnati. They're both up in Dayton. They're in Columbus. Uh, I don't know how far north they go, uh, and how far into Kentucky they go, or uh, I. I'm pretty sure they're in Indiana, but uh, where are some of these other ones? Oh, yeah, you already mentioned Austin Theory. Yeah. Um, 
apparently Brock Lesnar is a free agent. I was, you know, I literally, I didn't hear what they said, but I was about to say, I was going to make the joke. Brock Lesnar goes wherever Brock Lesnar wants to go. And yeah. now I've just now read it. Apparently that's what he said. And I'm okay with that. Honestly, that, because... I mean, that's, that's really what his character was supposed to be about. Right. It's not supposed to, I'm, it's not supposed to be a, I'm tied to this one show and all this. It's like, I'm the beast and I'm going to go where I want to go, beat up who I want to beat up. Yep. And just let him do that, especially with the limited schedule that he's on anyway. Get the most you can get out of him while he's, while he's there. If you can mm -hmm. use him on both shows and he just kind of floats back and forth, use him on both shows. Get your money's worth because you know you're paying him top dollar. You may as well get something out of it. Yeah, you're paying him top dollar to come down there for a few shows. And, and you know, he's come back now for, what, two months, and he hasn't wrestled yet? Yeah, hasn't wrestled a match. His first match back will be at Crown Jewel, and that's, that's three oh. weeks. Oh, I think about this. Um, when they go to Crown Jewel, that's going to be on a Thursday night, and they're going to have to immediately get on a plane because some of them are going to have SmackDown the very next night. Oh. Yep. Uh, do you happen to know where that SmackDown is? Um, let me see. I would hope it's on the East Coast. SmackDown schedule. Let's see. Okay. Uh, let's see here. SmackDown tickets. Kickball, Kansas. Wow. Yeah. So not only are you in the middle of the country, you know, being in, in Wichita, where they have linemen, they even make songs about them, Wichita linemen. Um, okay, that joke's funnier than how you acted. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Hey, uh, dude, November 5th, this is uh, down closer to you. They're in Evansville. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. And now I you're thinking kids and go check that out. That's right. They're going to be in Nashville sometime in the next couple of months. Uh, which is closer for you, Evansville or Nashville? Uh, really about the same distance, about two hours. Okay. Yeah, well, that's not bad at all. I mean, that yeah. um, you might want to do an overnight just because you'd have to drive the two hours back at, in the middle of the night. But Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, because we did that. Uh, well, not when they were in cincinnati but when they were um well actually you know what because of the time they'd be ending at nine o'clock so and it's on a friday night so it's not like nobody has school the next day yeah so there you go um uh, so are they gonna i know in the in the past they haven't necessarily drafted everybody on yeah the second part of the draft will be monday night that's when they're going to do the rest of it and then after that uh after the after monday night then they'll have they'll probably have like the supplemental draft which they'll probably do they usually do that on they usually just announce that on social media it's for everybody who didn't get drafted okay it's pretty pretty much what it is. It's people that they didn't know what to do with until they got everybody else in place, and then they're just like, "Okay, put this person here and that person there." Gable and Otis. 
Did they move them? Uh, no, but where do you think they should go? Um, I think they should go to Raw. It's obvious yeah. that they're not going to put the SmackDown Tag Team titles on them, which even though I think they should, a lot of people don't like this version of Otis, but I do. The other, like, the goofy Otis. <laughs> yeah. That had oh, a yeah. <laughs> yeah, that had a shelf life, and that shelf life was, it had expired for me. Yeah, it I was, mean, like, it, it, was, it was a flash in the pan. I mean, it really was. Yeah. I um, mean, it, for me, it was like he won money in the bank, and I think that was an accident because they had no, they had no, it's like they had no plan once he got the briefcase. Right. So somebody accidentally dropped it. He's like, boom, he's like, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've always felt because it was down to him and AJ and I've always felt like AJ was supposed to win it mm-hmm. and there was some kind of botch and Otis ended up with the briefcase. And so that's not, they were live. It's not like they could redo. So they just went, went with it, but had no um, actually I, that was the was him and AJ were the last two or no well no that was the that was the money in the bank that was held during um the height of COVID and they had no audience that was yeah. when they, they yeah. held it in the WWE oh, building and it was yeah. actually it was pre-recorded. Oh yeah yeah so yeah. so I don't so know it may, they... it may have still been an accident. They just decided you know what let's go with it because people I mean really did love Otis at the time. Yeah. And but who who was the um the woman they put him with? Uh, Mandy Rose. Mandy Rose. Okay, because and, and that was an interesting pairing. That was like a Beauty and the Beast type thing. Yeah, yeah. And but then they broke up Heavy Machinery, which uh, good team, goofy name. Yes. And and but Otis, I think now uh, a lot of people didn't realize he has a very legitimate wrestling yes. amateur wrestling background. And that's why I like Otis now is because they're feeding more into that wrestling background yeah. and he's getting to do more than just be the silly fat guy, which is how, <laughs> how I think that he was, as far as the powers to be, I feel like that that's what they saw was right. a funny fat guy. Yeah. When actually you have a legitimate wrestler who can just mow through people. Mm-hmm. And then you've got one of the absolute best wrestlers in the world as his tag team partner. And they're not using him, him correctly. No, either. If I was Chad Gable, I'd, I would ask for my release when they came to me with that shorty G uh, idea. Yeah. When they came um, to me with that, I'm like, could, could I just get my notice here so I can go? Cause I'm not doing that. And I know they, unfortunately him and, um, I'm drawing a blank. Kurt Angle's son. Jason Jordan. Jason Jordan. That was a great team. That was American Alpha was a Oh my team. lord, that was a good team. They they reminded me so much of uh Haas and Benjamin when they were yeah. team Angle. They I mean they were so, they were so good, but it's like a superstar in Jason Jordan because it was his idea to split the team because that was who he was gonna push. And when, of course, Jason Jordan, he, then he got hurt. And yeah, and uh, I hate that for him because, I know, man, he was good. He was a young guy with so much talent. And that's, I mean, that sucks that, you know, he didn't get to live that dream like he wanted to. Is he still with the company, though? Because I know he got moved to, um, they actually did give him a, a good backstage role because he was. Yeah, he's a producer backstage. He, okay. 
because he, he was a smart guy too. Yeah. So, I mean, he didn't just have the, the, the wrestling part of wrestling to fall back on, you know, he had something yeah. else he could do. So. And the thing with him though, is he was just, that was just natural, naturally gifted athlete because he wasn't, he wasn't a wrestler like Chad Gable was, you know, Chad Gable went to the Olympics, mm-hmm. you know, you know, Jason Jordan was like, you know, he wrestled for a few years before he got brought to NXT, but he didn't have a whole lot of experience. He was just that good. Yep. And okay, the all right. And this SmackDown actually, from what little I'm seeing of it, because I'm just waiting to see anytime they have anything with the draw or the draw, the draft showing. Although I will say I'm glad. One thing they did not do this year that I think it was last year they did, or maybe the year before, where they had, like, it looked like an NFL draft where they had the guys that, that were in the room and they were having the boards up and they were and they're yeah. having the reactions. And yeah, I'm, I'm like, that just looks fake. Yeah. And because it was. But it it looked too scripted and too acted. And like, okay, nobody's taking that seriously. And that was also, wasn't that the year they did the goofy, okay, they're drafted over here, but then they kept showing up on, on the other brands and they're like, oh, yeah. well, well, they're a wild, wild card. Yeah. Card. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. 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 We got the wild card rule where so many people can show up on a different show. And it's like, you do realize that makes no sense. Right. And, and, and I understand why they want to treat the shows different because that, I mean, that way you could have, more talent on different shows you know so you have the potential to get more audience because you have more storylines but the problem is now you may have too many storylines because it's hard right. to keep track of all of them yeah i from what i've seen of what they're doing with becky they're trying too hard to have becky be a heel and she just comes across as annoying yeah and I hate that for her because I love Becky Lynch. I don't feel like they should have messed with the man character that she had built. Right. I mean, she, she was the renegade. She she did what she wanted to do when she wanted to do it. She was, you know, she was Steve Austin for a new age, if you, you know, yeah. if you can and play that. It happened and organically, like we said. It happened organically. She was over. And now it's like, I know she wanted to come back as a heel. But there were so many other ways. There's a difference between being a heel and being an annoying heel. And I feel like right. she's inching toward that being an annoying heel, like with the, the big time Beck stuff and the outrageous outfits and stuff. And it's like, that's just, I feel like that's just not her. Right. Uh, and, you know, the same woman who, when she gave the belt to Oscar, yeah, and she said, "You focus on being a champion. I'm going to go focus on being a mother." Right. You know, and all of a sudden, it it became the human you behind that, and that was another. I mean, everybody loved the man, and now all of a sudden, the man, you know, of course, is is pregnant, and so she has to step away, and everybody was like, "Okay, hey, you know, yeah, exactly, um, yeah," and so everybody liked her even more. Yeah, and then she comes back and now is trying to get everybody to hate her and like you said it, it she's trying too hard yeah and she's doing you know what she's told but yeah she's doing what she's told but 
it's like she could have stayed the man and if she you know if she wanted to come back healed that's fine but like again like i said it's just i'm afraid it's inching too much into the annoying go away heel instead of the i'm going to do whatever i have to do to win type of heel wow are you catching what just happened uh no what happened uh i turned away for a second it looked like sasha won and then all of a sudden she got a big old foot in the face and then so did bianca and it was from charlotte now charlotte's standing in the ring holding up her belt becky's standing on the announcer's table holding up her belt so interesting huh yeah um <clears throat> but they're, they're gonna have to get the belt off charlotte yeah, but what they've done is they've kind of gone back to the same old thing that they usually do. It's like we've got now we have three fourths of the horsewomen on the yeah. same show, and we've moved the only fresh face, you know, in the in in the division. We've moved her to Raw so that we can just go back to the same old same old. They need to get off of that. I mean, they're going to complacency starts setting in, and then the fans react, and the fans react by going yeah. over to AEW. And yeah. you know, I will always maintain that. You know, you and I both have said this: we are wrestling fans first. We watch all wrestling, not just. Yeah. You know, we don't say, "Well, this brand." You know, we'll never watch them because we're watching. No, because what are you going to do? when the wrestlers as they're they're switching brands yeah right you know all of a sudden your favorite wrestler just went to the brand that you said you hated yeah you're not going to watch them anymore or your favorite wrestler leaves this company entirely and goes to a different company and it's like yeah you're not going to are you not going to follow your wrestler i'm a big adam cole fan he left wwe and went to aew i'm still watching aew yep cole's there John Moxley's there. Yep. Ruby Wright's there. You know. Big show. Mark Henry. Yeah. Uh, Christian Cage. Um, exactly. De- Brian Davidson. I mean, Jake, just. Jake Hager. Chris Jericho. Yeah, I like to watch have moved to a different company. I watch Impact. There's people that have moved over there. Heath Slater's over there. I like Heath Slater. Uh, is Braun Strowman? Isn't he rumored to be signing with Impact? He's rumored to be signing with Impact. I wonder how that's going to work because he's he's currently dating uh, Raquel Gonzalez, who's the NXT Women's Champion. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought he was married. Uh, he was. Oh, hey, okay, he was married. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. Oh, and when they're talking about brand loyalty, there were so many people that were so loyal to ECW, but the problem was ecw didn't grow as much as it appeared it was and they weren't making it that money yeah and yeah. next thing you know they're shut down because paul Heyman wasn't even paying the guys yeah because he didn't have the money to pay him plus you've got wcw and wwe offering you know big money contracts guys got families to feed mm-hmm. like taz taz said he never wanted to leave ecw he's like but when people are offering you this kind of money he's like I got people to feed. So yeah. I got, you know. Yeah. I, you know, I, I got a family to feed and 
that's yeah. what that's what my priorities are. Exactly. And that's what I've told uh, people when it comes to like work and things like that. I got to feed my family. That's my first priority. Yep. That is priority number one. Mm-hmm. That's like, I love the job I do, but if somebody else is going to offer me twice as much money as I make it now, it'd be hard yeah. to do the same job I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I'm going, I got, I got a family to take care of. Exactly. So, but anyway, so that draft is over and well, part of the draft is over. We'll, we'll see the other part Monday night and we might continue this again Monday night because we can also continue to watch it live just kind of all depends on what's happening in the world and depends on if I screw anything else up at work to where all of a sudden I'm having to fix things again uh sorry boss <laughs> that was my bad like my bad yeah my bad and but I got it fixed and in fact and once we get off here I have even more work to do with that but it's just preparing stuff which is cool like I said I mean I have a good boss and I'm glad all right um, you know, that's why I mean, you know, that's, that's one of the things like, you know, when you have a good boss and you mess up, you're like, now, nah, you know, you feel disappointed. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, but you know, get, get it taken care of. And whew, I'm just kind of curious where the rest of the draft is going to go. Uh, because we've already seen some shocks some things, like you said, they're kind of head scratchers, but I can't even say it'll work itself out because we never know with the WWE anymore. Yeah. I, so, yeah. You just, you really don't, you just never know. Yep. So, but, but in the meantime, for anybody who's listening to this on Saturday morning, because that's when it should drop it. it, Well, I might actually drop it tonight, kind of like what I did Wednesday night. But if anybody's listening, I am going to be in Covington, Kentucky tomorrow night. At least I'm planning on going down and watching the Northern Wrestling Federation do. They're putting on shows every single weekend. That's awesome. Yep. And next, next Saturday, they're going to be in Mount Orb. Oh, really? That's right. I saw it on Facebook. You. Uh, you posted that on Facebook. Yep, I have been sharing that, just trying to get people to come out there. And I, granted, they always have a good crowd out there, anyway. You know, but just trying to get more people to say, "Hey, look, come out and watch it. It's a good time." And I mean, it's a good family-friendly event, and just come. I mean, it's great. And yeah. you know, so even our, our our town commissioner, he goes out there. Cool. You know, yeah, he loves it. <laughs> and so, but anyway, uh, we are planning on recording again monday night so more than likely it'll be another continuation of the draft unless something else comes up which we feel takes priority yep 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 so everybody we will you know just let us know how we're doing like i said before and as well my friend i will talk to you between now monday for sure all right man god bless all right god bless man